What's up, Lemonheads? Welcome back to another episode of From the Yellow Chair. I'm Emily. And I'm Crystal. And this week, we have finally gotten to sit back down. We have been in a busy show season, and we are actually back in our office. And so one thing we kind of want to talk about is, how can we turn off the noise? Absolutely. We're going to talk a little bit about, I've gone, I've experienced, I've met, I've learned, and now what the heck do I do? Yeah, like back to the real world. Absolutely. So let's sip some lemonade. Let's do it. All right, so I told Emily, I said, you know, let's let's talk about how to turn off the noise. And I said, I don't know how to do that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Which I don't either. So I'll be the first one to tell you I'm not very good at it. My brain feels like it's constantly churning. But I think during a period of what we call show season, so tons of expos and conferences and classes, and they're online, they're in person, and you have them coming from your best practice group, from your manufacturer, from your other vendor partners. And it's just all this opportunity. And some of us don't want to miss out on it. Like mm-hmm. some of us are social, so we like to see everybody. Crystal. Um, <laughs> And then some of us are just like really, we crave more information on Mm -hmm. how to be successful. And so we're just, you know, like Emily mentioned, we're at the end of this season um, and we get a little couple of months break. But even now we're realizing we don't even really get that much of a break anymore. No. Used to, it was pretty much September and October and pretty much March and April. And now just as more things have been added. So I, I thought we could talk today a little bit like, how do we turn that off? So. And when I say turn it off, like, how do we just come back and actually make something of all of our time being gone? Because a lot of us, including Emily and I, it's time away from husbands, time away from children, time away from work. And Mm -hmm. some of us, like, listen, I ain't going to lie. Emily and I were, I don't know, I don't have a count. I don't know. I'm going to guess at least six or eight shows um, over the last couple of months, which is a lot of travel because none of them were here (laughs) where we are. Um, But of those we saw some of you at every one of those or dang near every one of them. <laughs> and so as a contractor, I know, you know, it's time away from your team, mm-hmm. time away from the daily concentration of your company. So it's good and and it's bad. So we just thought we'd talk about three things that we think you can learn from show season to turn off the noise. That's right. All right. Let's talk about the first one that I think is probably like a very key element for um, a lot of contractors. A lot of vendor partners are going to these things, but that's networking. Mm. So I know one thing. So even if you didn't physically go, so, you know, for a while back in the C word 2020 days mm. when everybody was doing online stuff. Yeah, they, they tried their best with those virtual events and stuff. As, yeah, they tried. Um, even then. So even if you're going through like virtual training or in-person training, networking, which I want to define networking. I think networking is intentionally building some relationships with people that you don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when you go to a show or you sit on a Zoom call, there's other people there. So you can't just hide in the corner. But some of you, uh, this is not a problem that I struggle with. If you've ever met me, I could talk to this microphone by myself all day. She can. (laughs) Um, And Emily's gotten more that way now. Crystal's rubbed off on me a little bit, but I'm still not on crystal level. I have not rubbed on you. (laughs) Off me. Off me. (laughs) (laughs) Off. Off. (laughs) But we have kind of, you just learn how good those networked Mm -hmm. relationships Mm -hmm. are. And so what that means is when the event is over and people are hanging out at the restaurant or in the bar or in the lobby, you should also be hanging out at the restaurant, in the bar, in the lobby, and not by yourself, but just sit in, interject yourself into groups. Sure. Because a lot of people, they're in a kind of, it can be awkward, but a lot of people are kind of in that same thing. Like, mm-hmm. uh, should I follow them to the bar? Should I not? Like, I'm in yeah. this group and like, just go along. Like, they're 
probably more than welcoming and want someone else to join them too because yes. they're in an awkward situation as well. It's not junior high mean girl most of the time. And right. so a lot of times Correct. you can just say, hey, ladies, do you mind if I join you? I'm traveling solo. And they're going to be absolutely. Yeah. Or if you're like me, hey, gentlemen, excuse me. <laughs> Hi, I have something to say. <laughs> but what, what I just wanted to encourage people here is it's not just about being at the event. You have to intentionally engage in conversation. Mm-hmm. And I say this a lot to people. Real relationships are built outside of the actual event. Yeah, yeah. So we went to a city, Phoenix, and I got in later, but I met up with Emily and some of our other team, and we were sitting, they were sitting outside of someone else's hotel, like in a bar area around like chips and dips on a table. Mm -hmm. But there was good conversation. Yeah, yeah, there was. Going on. And some of them are our existing clients. Some of it, I mean, my brother was there. And so there was just a good mix of people, but you learn more there. Sure. We kind of say more deals are made over a dinner table than almost anywhere else you know yes and so vendor wise but if you're a contractor too Mm -hmm. you know so if I'm a contractor and I'm sitting there and let's say you're talking to someone that's smaller than your company revenue wise then you can say hey let me tell you about when I was at 1 million right yeah but also what you're trying to look for is people that are slightly if not a lot larger than your company revenue wise because their struggles are different and it kind of helps prep you for what's coming like, uh-huh. you kind of want to always be in the middle, like middle of all the conversations, but then also in the middle of there's someone that's lower, not less than you, but like in a different stage that, that mm-hmm. you were in, you're at that, so you can give and help mentor them, yep. but then you got to have someone above you too, like is, that's where you are striving to go to, what your goal is, so, so you want to always kind of be in that middle. So what I like to do, and again, this is old school, so again, I'm going to show my age, I have a popple on my phone. Um, where people can scan and it has a link tree connected and then people can see all of our platforms not just for me but for from the yellow chair as well and lemon seed so lots of places for people to go but i'm old school like i love a good business card but i really try to write something sometimes that reminds me like the blonde headed lady with the glasses that works for you know carrier enterprises right and like i'll make note a little just little tiny things or that that i was with at the italian restaurant yes something to help me remember and then when i get back this is what i wanted to encourage you about when you get back there's probably two or three people that you've met either over the whole show season or maybe even at at a particular show you need to follow up just send them an email i just wanted you to know it was so great to meet you emily um, I hope we can stay connected. Well, now you've shared your contact info mm-hmm. and you've made an initial con- you know, contact. And if it went certain ways, like, are you following them on LinkedIn? Are you friends on Facebook? Start. You just have to start making the most of those. Well, and so I made a connection um, at Women in HVAC a few weeks ago and um, with this girl named Ashley. She's relatively similar in my age. We both started our companies right around the same time and stuff. And so she came up to our booth and just asked me a simple question and we talked for a little bit. But afterwards, she sent me an email like, hey, thanks so much for sharing that Mm -hmm. with me. And I was like, hey, would you want to just like talk and like just to get to know each other more and so we've already scheduled a standing monthly meeting for just 30 minutes just quickly just get to know each other better professionally personally and stuff and it's just making those connections and being more than intentional like hey good to see you you know like right i mean a lot of listen don't get me wrong a lot of what we do is baby kissing and handshaking now we're Mm -hmm. vendors right but as a contractor that's also what you do you meet people and you're like yeah this is not my dude right his style is different or whatever so you move on but sit in different seats 
shake different hands, exchange business cards, take notes. And I'm always like, how can I come back with three good connections? Make those connections, come back and be intentional about those. Well, and like one thing why we take our own team, but I think why contractors can do this too and try to get in different circles is just exposure can do so much. Mm. And you can't always like put your finger on exactly what it is that's going to make you better or something, but just being around and opening your mind to different ways of doing things, different ways of thinking can go so far well i was just at at the service titan um toolbox for the trades call center edition in chicago and you know i live in texas this is a big joke if you can't tell from our accents but um (laughs) i was i'm everywhere i go is the same time zone like i gotta be going somewhere drastically different for a time zone to change so i just was in a part of this conversation because i went and got my food at lunch and i just sat down at a a table of people that i did not know Uh, it's one of my favorite things to do um, it's not always the easiest thing to do, but I do love it. Mm-hmm. So, but I caught the tail end of this conversation where literally this company sits in the middle of where the time zone changes. And so she's like, you Sounds know, it's terrible. Oh, I was <laughs> like this. Oh, I'm all up in it too. I'm like, they ain't even invited me into their conversation. Used to, um, there was a joke that would said this was, this is an AT&T and like, sprint conversation so see your way out someone knows what I'm talking about but that's exactly how I felt like I felt like I've like inserted myself into these people's conversation without being asked but I was here (laughs) for it Um, but she says um, yeah one of our biggest issues is trying to get on the same page with the customer Mm. and so she's like we had to decide to just go by central standard time and then adapt everywhere else because it was too hard to be like oh that's an eastern time you so three o'clock She's like, three o'clock doesn't mean anything in our office. Right, right. That can mean lots of things. And so that was a very interesting conversation. And my point with that story is it's something that I'm not even exposed to. Mm -hmm. Right. But what I liked about it is I was really curious, like, how did you problem solve that? Correct. Like, how did you address that situation? Because I may not have a time zone situation, but I'm sure I have some sort of situation. Um, And then I met another vendor that offers a service that I think Lemonseed clients might could use. So I caught her outside. We spent about 15 minutes at a snack break. I was like, tell me what you do. And then you know what I said? Hey, here's my card. I'd love to visit next week when I'm back in the office. I'm going to go ahead and get uh, someone on my team to send you my calendar link so you can schedule a time. Because it's important that you be actionary with these networking with these networking pieces and also another piece of networking is social media sharing Mm. so take pictures with people that you meet and enjoy meeting new friends and people and just kind of celebrate that a little bit and I think it builds up some clout like in your market like this they're constantly training and doing cool stuff so and then like when you will tag other people that are in your photo like it almost makes them feel Oh, they included Good. me. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And so it makes that connection that you guys have like, oh, I can go a little bit further the next time I see her or want to reach out to her because like, she's good with me now like I'm not a bother to her and vice yeah, versa you yeah know? well you know you know how you feel like you see people's kids and you're like oh I know you yeah and you've uh, never met them in real yes. life <laughs> I'm like oh my gosh I love your baby I'm like I've never met one I saw one of my friends that I graduated high school with so you know I feel like I graduated 20 minutes ago but I saw and I was like oh I remember when she had that baby and I was like that baby is eight I've never met the baby. Well, you know, (laughs) Adley just had her birthday a few days ago, and so I made a post on social media, and my great aunt that lives in New Jersey, she commented on there, Adley, I've never met you, but I love you so much, you know. (laughs) 
<laughs> but but that's that is still true like there is a way mm-hmm. to make social friends you no, know for sure all right the the second thing that emily and i felt like would be um something important to help you kind of turn off the noise and make the most of this season of training and, and show going is implementation mm. so here's what you have you probably have paralysis by analysis right now you were like literally given so much information through a fire hose mm-hmm. that you have tons of notes pages and pages of notes or they're written in books or napkins or in your phone whatever that looks like but they're all over the place sure and so what i wanted to encourage you is every time you come back from a show if you can stop and just delegate the first 15 20 maybe even 30 minutes to just use your highlighter and go back through and highlight like you know because probably you already know what two or three things stuck out to you at those shows oh i really want to get my inventory fixed and i talked to that lady and then you go back and say here's our business card and here's who i talked to and here's Mm -hmm, what i'm going to do that alone was probably worth you going to the show oh no absolutely but when you come back and you're like well that was a good show and you shut your book and you stick it on the file folder or you stick it on a shelf file folder i'm old I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Emily's like, what's a filing cabinet? No, I'm um, but when you stick those things up, you, you really, you just went for social hour. Yeah. So if you're really going to learn, you have to come back and implement. So our word is implementation here. Well, and so like one thing that I found is like, one, it can be like, you can go to all these breakout sessions and things like, oh my gosh, this is so good. I'm taking all these notes. And oh my gosh, this is good. Yes, this is. But like, to be honest, like it's probably impossible to implement all 20 things 100%. that you could. And so I would almost just say like pick one. Pick one that you can be intentional and get a game plan of how am I going to get this implemented? So like what resources do I need? What team members do I need to get on board with this? How do I need to reiterate that? Picking that one thing. But then what I've also found is important is like I have to like reread over my notes because mm-hmm. if I wait like a month to it's like what did what? I mean there? Like, what was I'm I talking to, about? Yeah, I'm trying to jot all this down super quick, and then, like it doesn't make any sense. But if I go back to my office, sit down and reread it, I can fill in the gaps now that I have some time to sit down to where it makes sense if I do have to reread it. It's about being intentional yeah, with yeah. it, too. But Emily brought up a good point. So that, that one good thing, you know, I really I heard this speaker one time, and they were like, you know, scan through your notes, and what are some easy things? Like, mm-hmm. do I need to go buy... You know, I need to go have some snacks in my break room because I need to liven it up. I can knock that off. Like, one day I can knock that piece out. But, like, implementing an inventory change or changing how I'm going to track my marketing or implementing a new marketing tactic or researching a new marketing tactic, those things take a little bit more time and intentionality. So, just, again, to the point, scan through those notes and say, here's a big project that would really be great to be prioritized to be done well. And then here's some simple little things that I can knock knock out of the park you know um and so implementation is important because i think it's going to show you like you're going to look back in a couple of months and say man i went to those shows and some of you i spent five thousand dollars ten thousand dollars fifty thousand dollars um to go to these shows and you know here i am with nothing to show for mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so you really need to try to try to quantify it to yourself um to make sure that you're being a good steward of your own money Absolutely. now listen it's your money so you're going to have a good time because you like the location then k- knock yourself you out. got the free drink tickets and the yeah. open bar you know kill it friend go for <laughs> it but i think most of you are going because you're naturally curious um and you're hungry for some guidance on some things and so i encourage you like do not just be a receiver of the information be an implementer of a solution and then last but not least um this is what i i changed my word what we were going to call it but i i'm going to call it the toss out mm-hmm. i know i have sat through 
I mean, I love everybody, but I've sat through terrible breakout sessions. Yeah. I'm like, dang it, why did I come to this one? This is not what I thought it was going to be. Um, and I really sat through it, and I tried to find little nuggets of goodness in there. But it either was not my culture, not my style, not my equipment, not my service. Mm-hmm. It's something. Um, but a lot of times, we just need to, like, toss that out. Sure. Right. So go through your notes and some of it's just not a it was a great idea, but you're just not going to get to it or it's just not important or it's not applicable to you in some form or fashion. And I think you just have to kind of like know yourself and be reflective on that to know, Okay, just because someone else said it and like it works for them, it doesn't have to necessarily like you don't have to adopt everything. So like I'm reading a book right now. I'm rereading a book right now just because I I really like it and enjoy it. And I, I really only believe about or relate to about 75 percent of what the book is saying um but i I like that i can say like uh i really like this 75 percent. this is absolutely good content some of these it's not going to work for lemon seed you know i I can't implement that part but like it's good to be able to self-analyze and know to adapt it for yourself you know yeah and i think i think an important piece for this is understanding that things this is a conversation i had with a contractor yesterday Things are not always as they appear. Mm. So when you're listening to a speaker on the stage, you automatically assume, oh my gosh, they're so successful. Yeah. And then some, like I've seen some of my own contractors speaking on stages um, that I love and are wonderful people that are running $2 million companies, which kudos to them Mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. be a $2 million company. But you're over here as a $5 million company and you're trying to process what they're saying and it doesn't make sense to you scale wise. Mm-hmm. Toss it out. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. applicable to you. It mm-hmm. doesn't mean that the speaker was bad. But yeah. when you start putting all the pieces together, you're like, that's just not going to work for me. Mm-hmm. And not in a negative way. You, you have to receive it, analyze it, and then kick it out. Kick it out or kick it over something. But you can't just let things linger, I think. And so, you know, I'll give a good example. So, like, Emily and I have talked a few times about all these different ways that people can work at Lemon Seed. So, mm. you can work virtually. You can work in office. You can work a hybrid. You can work this. You can work that. And we're constantly looking for other opinions on those things, other companies' opinions, so that we can try to pull that information in. And we'll we'll have a 30-minute, hour, 10-minute conversation like, what about this? And eventually we decide, you know what, let's put a pin in that. Let's come back to that later. Or sometimes we're like, no, (laughs) that ain't it. Well, I'll give you one, like unlimited PTO. Unlimited PTO. That sounds super cool. And I'm like, I wish... My sister-in-law has unlimited PTO. And Emily and I are always like, how can we give our team unlimited PTO? Well, you know what? We can't, right? And we can't, at least at this point. The reason that we can't is once we got deep down into the details of what unlimited PTO meant from different particular people, it's really not unlimited. And it's actually almost more restrictive than some of the ways that we are now. No, absolutely. I mean, she said it's almost... Because you have unlimited and you can take off, you're almost guilty to take off. Like, it's not really, like, yours. Like, if you had your two weeks, that's my two weeks. I know I can take them. Yeah. When it's unlimited, like, am I using it enough? Am I using it too much? Like, no one really knows. Well, and then, like, and then people will tell you that you have the abusers. Mm-hmm. And then, then everybody else is coming up trying to fix their work. And then you got to get rid of those people. It just... it. I have seen time and time again the, the term unlimited. So unlimited doesn't mean that you can't look at beefing up your your um, benefits plans. But that's just that's an example for me and Emily specifically. But, you know, when I'm looking at those things, it's just we have to look at other opinions on things. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'll be honest, like, and Emily and I, sometimes we're kind of different.
on things like I'm from the old school like put me in a room with people that I work with like I love it I love the culture I like you know chatting over lunch and being able to walk to your cubicle I like that um, but Emily has a little bit more of a forward thinking way like it's not that bad how and then I'm I am we have a great team that works for us virtually we remote we have no yeah, trouble yeah. with them and they're actually great team members they do fantastic things so it has changed my mind on a lot of things now don't get me wrong there's been some some craziness but there's also <laughs> the majority of it i can't base everything off the outliers either correct that's a whole nother episode well, and there's nothing <laughs> there's nothing that is a hundred percent completely yes. black or white you know it's just how to find the pieces that you can implement. And just because you implement it now doesn't mean that it has to be that way for forever. Well, like, you can change it. You can. Well, some of y'all are, like, dead set against performance pay for technicians. Mm. That's fine. It's your company. But have you actually weighed the options? And if you did and you were like, nope, I'm going to stay with hourly pay, then kick out. Get rid of, stop revisiting those things. Because what happens is, my bad what happens is we get caught in like this whirlwind of like all these ideas and literally like in my mind right now I can visualize like all these ideas going around you like how efficient are you how profitable are you what are your Mm -hmm. margins are you going to get bought by private equity do you sell to somebody that you work with like do how do I help people make more money I firmly believe the majority of people especially those listening to this podcast are people that want their own team members to be successful Mm -hmm. and you know what it sucks and it's extremely hard to manage but I've just learned like some things I have to receive and then I have to kick them out. Mary Kelly um, was mm-hmm. at Women in HVAC and she spoke about virtual um, like remote the, workers. Yes, yeah, remote yeah. workers and like how some of them, what was it, Emily? I think she said like 70 or 80 percent have, un- have a second job, a second virtual job. Yes, have a second virtual job because they're double working or like there was a term for it. They're, they're logged in to yes. both their accounts, but they're only half doing the work for each two companies. And it's and it's because because the that world has gotten so easy to mm-hmm. win. The other thing is people that work remotely or virtually a lot of times their work environment is not near the same. So like, you mm-hmm. know, when you look at people that retired from a school system for 25 years, you know what they're, they're more sad about? Yes, they love like the kids. But you know what they're more sad to leave? Their coworkers. Mm-hmm. Because the, every single day you laugh together, you cry together, you celebrate together, you eat together. There is something about the personal connection. So again, w- we have to receive new things and we have to evaluate existing things to see what works better. So we just wanted to encourage you guys, like, what's not applicable to you after you've evaluated it? Kick it out. Get rid of all that fluff so that you can hone in on the the group of things that are possible for you and that you do wish to implement. And then go for those things. So to recap really quick, um, the three things. Number one was networking. Meet those people. Write down those people and engage with those people. Number two is implementation. Pick that one or two things that you're going to actually apply. Do the due diligence and researching it and getting the resources to make that happen, but actually do something with your time spent. Get off your booty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and last but not least was toss it out. So go through, discern what you need, keep what you're going to try to be successful at, mm-hmm. and go for it and really make the most of the money and the time spent away. So thank you to 
Oh my goodness. Thank you for listening to another episode of From the Yellow Chair. We are always so glad that you guys are here. We really would love to have a a review from you guys wherever you listen to podcast episodes or follow us on all of our social media channels. We love to hear from you guys. Please, if you see us at shows, it has become mine and Emily's favorite thing. Uh, We love when people come up and tell us that they listen to the show. It means so much to us. Absolutely. It, It literally fuels us to come down here and record more episodes and so thank you guys so much we hope you've enjoyed today's episode until then we'll see you next time